0: Blah, 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 blah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's motherfucking Sunday. Welcome back to Nothing Important Podcast. I have coffee in my system. Unfair advantage. Possibly. Possibly. How's everybody doing? How am I doing? Did you ask back? Nobody asked that. Nobody asked that. But I am okay. I like to let people know things about myself personally that they didn't ask. That's part of it all. Isn't it? Makes me feel free to do what I want. No, um, that doesn't make me feel free. I think. Let's talk about freedom. Let's talk about let's talk about freedom. I, you know what I'm doing lately as I get onto this iPhone and I start ranting to whoever will listen to me. I've decided to try to grow as a human being. And not be such a fucking fart brain. You know what I mean? I'm not just going to start spitting out words. Not knowing exactly what they mean. Let's define freedom. I'm going to go on my Google. My Google. My Google. For anybody who's out there and they're saying you don't know what freedom means. I want to get an actual definition of what the word freedom means. The power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. I'll read it once more, the power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. This is a pursuit in this human experience. People fight, they die, they spend, you know, years, large amounts of time trying to pursue this concept. That basically means a right to act, a right to speak, a right to think as one wants to, as one desires to. And just breaking that down, acting, speaking, thinking, those are completely different fucking things. They are all related, they all hold hands. I believe that you think first, and if you wanna solidify that thought, you speak, and those things mold action. My personal belief, ladies and gentlemen, this is Nothing Important Podcast. This is about me speaking my mind and accepting with a sense of maturity that people are going to have differing thoughts, differing opinions, and that that does not mean I can't accept what other people think. I don't have to believe what they believe, but I can accept that people are gonna have differences of opinions. I can accept the fact that people are gonna have, uh, you know, different ways to look at things. That's the beauty, the diversity of life right going back to freedom in america in particular i'm american we've had a long history of issues around this world you can think about slavery you can think about um, economic depression you can think about financial mobility lack of education for certain individuals uh, maybe the, the place you are geographically limits you. All of these contributing factors create a totem pole by which on the bottom of that people would be considered less free. They don't have all the freedoms that the people at the top of that totem pole have. And I believe that the nation's intention, once again, I've talked about this previously, intention isn't always how things translate, but it is extremely important. To understand intention. It's extremely important to meditate on intention. To be able to express that through whatever you're doing. I really do believe in America that the intention upon incepting this nation. Was to push the residents, the civilians of America to a place of fair freedom. Fairly distributed freedom. Regardless of how it looks, that's kind of what's been going on. We have a very ugly past. We have a very ugly inception of this nation. And once again, regardless of your belief system, where you stand on politics, race relations, uh, what you think about money. You think a capitalist is evil just because they have money. Or you think, you know, a poor person is lazy just because they don't want to play that game. Right? Regardless of how you look at things. And that's a very binary example. What you understand There's a lot of nuance in the middle of it. I look... At, like, think about it like watching like a a time lapse video. We all seen those. I watch them for motivation. I try to get in shape and I'll watch like somebody who's like really horribly overweight and they get on a treadmill every day. Treadmill. (laughs) Tread lightly with the meal. No treadmill and they run and they videotape every day, maybe like 30 seconds of them running and they piece that together for an entire year and just speed it up. Time lapse, speed it up. Right. And you what you would see in a five minute video with some beautiful piano playing in the background is somebody who starts off who's physically obese and unhealthy running. And they just keep on going every day, continue and continue, continue, continue. And you're able to see in this minimized format, five minute video, somebody transform their body, and transform their life. And I think if you could apply that same concept on what America is you would see a very similar thing. It's not pretty. We didn't start off good. It's not where it needs to be yet. But I do believe that the intention of this country was to try to equally distribute freedoms. And we do see examples of this. The way that it started is not the way that it is. And I think if you look with a correct lens, I'm not talking about positivity versus negativity. I think if you can understand that every human being is nuanced that every human being has factors and characteristics about themselves individually that may be negative perceived negatively or perceived positively if you remove your bias and just look at people for people not large groups not political parties but if you look at individuals you can see that everybody has some good intentions everybody loves regardless of how bitter you've gotten in life or jaded you have to open your eyes to recognize everybody has love. They don't agree with each other, but I really do believe the intention, the intentions underlying in this country and of people in power is to push, and this is you know where we get into debates, like, is that person right? Is that person wrong? Are they going out for self? Blah, 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 blah. What I'm talking about is the overall intention, the general intention is to push upward, to continue progressing, so that crime is lower, so that we don't have as much poverty, so that education is evenly distributed. Not everybody's on that, but I think if you look, you will see more than you, you initially thought. People empower people on the top that have those intentions. And just once again, breaking down these three things, actions, speaking, and thinking, I, I know it to be a fact that every man and woman has the potential it may not be actualized as a lot of external factors um but you have at least very very much more so than a lot of other places on this planet the potential to think the way that you want to think to think the way that you want to think should be a universal freedom and i'm sure everybody agrees does you have to understand what comes with that though when you think the way that you want to think, there's always going to be opposition. There's always going to be pushback. People have differences of opinions. But I like to think, once again, that in America, that we're fighting collectively to a place where we can have a more cohesive relationship with one another. Where when somebody has a thought, even if they're grossly wrong, even if their brain is fucked up and they've you know, they been through this, that, and the third, or they're mentally ill... And what they're thinking is incorrect, that we can learn to gain a certain level of tolerance. And it has to go both ways. It's the person who has the idea that you don't necessarily believe in or you might even think is dangerous. You have to obtain a level of tolerance to that person's thought because it's a freedom that is it should be universal. Doesn't mean you put everybody in the fucking place of power. Doesn't mean you give everybody status. Social media is fucked. No, Um I talked about that previously as well. I think that we're, we're growing out of that collectively, that we're learning to, you know, relate to the internet in a more positive way. I really do believe this. I really do believe this. Maybe I'm speaking for self, but I really do fucking believe this, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go on to the next one. Thinking. Speaking is a tough one. Speaking is a tough one. In America, there's a long history of people who they talk. And they get negative reactions And there's a whole spectrum that you can fucking fill in the blank Of those negative reactions of speaking And that is because words are extremely powerful I love this um, comedy uh, show by Dave Chappelle Sticks and Stones Because, and I I, I truly believe this I think the aim of, of a lot of comedians It's a philosophical lens. They're great thinkers and they cloak the comedy. I mean, excuse me, they cloak the philosophy in comedy to make it more digestible for the individuals who are maybe trying to interpret or understand the expression of the artist. Where otherwise, if somebody just said something straight up, it's the same philosophical beliefs, the same philosophical ideals, methodologies would be less Digestible for you know people who don't agree with those viewpoints, and the basic understanding that I drew from Dave Chappelle's Sticks and Stones was like what is happening to us collectively, where it's understood that words are extremely powerful. It's understood that words are they they create a reality in a lot of ways. You know they mold consensus. They rally people, they can divide people, but taking, you know, a a shift away from that power and then empowering the self, the individual to not be so triggered, to not be so responsive to things that you may not agree with, to not be so reactive. And I thought it was a beautiful piece of art and more so I agreed with the philosophy behind it. Like, where are we going as Americans, as a human race Where, you know what I mean Somebody says something that you don't agree with And you want to kill that person That's that's not a healthy society And it's not even a logically Applicable society for the individuals Who have that belief that Oh, this person disagrees with me I have the right to harm them Right? Because with that logic Then the person who's you know what I mean? Casting the stone, they would surely die by that fate as well. You know, Um, that understanding the freedom of speech, it's tricky. It is tricky. I do believe that people should just be able to think what they want to think. I really do believe that. Speaking, regardless of belief in 2023, people are free because of technology, because of access to social media to say what they want so it's not even something that's really debatable people are it's just like something you observe people are free to say what they want to say I feel the remedy I would agree that the remedy of this is that collectively as humans we learn to not be so reactive and that would empower our own individual thought so that we are not swayed so much and we don't go so far to hate somebody because they say something we don't like that they said then there is action freedom of action very honestly is limited um by resource freedom of action is limited by uh i think even more than resource because i was going to get into that i think freedom of action is limited mostly by your thoughts and what you say that's my personal belief i think That if you want to do something, you want to commit to an action, but you don't believe that you can, you would never do it. And I also think more so that if you want to commit an action and you believe that you can, but you speak against it with your words, that that would stop that thing from coming into being. You know what I mean? Just talking about freedom, ladies and gentlemen, I'm free to do so because it's nothing important podcast. Anybody's a continual listener, I love you. you might not believe it, but I do. and I think you love me too. Why am I talking about freedom? Why am I talking about these things? I just I'm doing what I want to do I'm doing what I want to do. I'm learning along the way, um, what comes with that. That is also a responsibility. I was just talking to my boy, and we were having a conversation unrelated. And uh, my response to what we were talking about, which is, it doesn't really matter what we were talking about, but my response to it was more like man is responsible for his actions, even if he's tricked. And that's a tough thing about life. It's a very difficult thing about life. It's a very difficult thing. Um, what that responsibility is, you know, the consequence of that. Is decided by society at large and decided by the people that are in power. Um, But I'm not talking about like a repercussions like, oh, if a guy goes and robs a bank, you know, he should be responsible to serve that time. That's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking more so on when people feel tricked with ideas and they follow paths. And they go down certain roads and don't find what they were looking for. When I was a younger man, I used to have a mentality of blaming society at large. Of blaming uh, people. You know, blame your parents. That's what adolescents do And you get a little bit older and you're outside of your house. And then you start blaming industries. And then, you, you know, you make a little bit of money and you start playing the game as well. And then you start blaming con men. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's always somebody to blame. But... Even though that may be a reality, it's a, it's a brutal reality of life that there are ills in society, the most empowering method, the only way to heal yourself, the only way to get onto a place where you can overcome the consequence of you know, whatever you've diagnosed and blamed is to empower yourself, going back to thinking for yourself, going back to speaking and understanding what comes with what you say. And accepting that responsibility, and also building an emotional resilience and an emotional understanding, being introspective enough to understand and work on oneself. Where, when somebody says something that you don't like, or somebody does something that you don't like, that that does not affect you or move you far away from your center. What you're trying to get at, and when you apply that to your life, you are far more empowered being swayed about by all the things that you may have perceived as tricks. It's the the man's fault. It's this person's fault. It's this power. It's that power, you know? And I'm not talking about the extremes. There are places on this world where slavery still does exist. There's places where people are physically limited and lack of resources. I'm talking in a very broad sense, but more like a philosophical sense um, and applying that to American life, where the average individual now is so very triggered And swayed in their actions because of beliefs and the responsibility being placed on whoever's putting those seeds and those ideas in your brain. Instead of saying to yourself, I need to learn. I need to figure out and I need to become somebody who's less triggered and who's less reactive to the external environment. I'm learning this as well, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not sitting on a motherfucking high horse. I'm just speaking my mind. I want to define something else, ladies and gentlemen. What does belief mean? I use that word a fucking lot, right? Belief. I believe. An acceptance that a statement is true or that something exists. Trust, faith, or confidence in someone or something. An acceptance that is a statement, that a statement is true or that something exists exist, trust, faith, or confidence in someone or something. The point that I'm at in my life, I think belief is everything. I believe belief is everything. It's been like a process. I'm only 30 years old. I turned 31 in May. I'm still a young man. It's been a process in my life, uh, ridding myself from all of the programming, I'm not talking about television. I'm not talking about psyops, you know, for all my Reddit conspiracy theories. I'm not talking about any of that shit. I'm talking about ridding myself from all of the things that were downloaded onto myself in my youth, whether that be culture, whether that be uh, reference memories. Some people say PTSD affects you. Some people think, you know, traumatic events or dep- could cause depression in the future. All of these things considered, uh, the the way that I was educated, the the... You, all these things, taking all of that and kind of uh, putting it through a wood chopper and really microscopically analyzing everything that I was taught and all the things that I was um, taught to believe and, and the things that I accepted more so. And after you break away from all of those things, kind of rebuilding myself and reanalyzing everything that I learned. As well as the things that are you know coming in my life right now and and continually coming every day, every new lesson um, it's where I'm at right now i just I, I i it's almost undeniable for me to think that belief is everything it's fucking everything you see examples of it everywhere in fucking society you know people kill, they wage war, they uh have great pursuits, they put themselves in harm's way they um, they risk, they invest, they spend the most valuable thing we have on earth, time. And they spend tons of time. And if you look at the root of why they do any of those actions, it's always a belief. It is always a fucking belief. You know? So what do I believe? Beside, you know, just the the, the idea that belief is everything. Um I believe in purpose. I believe in purpose. You know, that's a difficult thing. When I was a, a younger guy in high school, I remember just very strangely, just the most socially awkward behavior ever. I would go around to like random teachers and I would ask them questions like I was trying to find the, the fucking, you know what I'm saying? What is that the Buddhists do? And they go and they find the, the new monk. What is it? The Dalai Lama? That's what I, I had like a set of my own Dalai Lama questions and I would just fucking annoy the shit out of people who are trying to educate kids, you know? (laughs) And I would ask them all very similar questions. I would be like, you know, what do you think the meaning of life is? What, to you, what is the meaning of life? And everybody has a different answer. A lot of people, it's like for self. Some other people, they just generalize it with a deity. They'll say God, or they would say, uh, love everybody. Just all these colloquial things, you know, nobody has a right or wrong answer. And I would ask people like, what do you believe your personal purpose is? And I recognize everybody has like an answer uh, when you say meaning of life. And when you talk about purpose, it's a little bit trickier. It's a little bit trickier. It's more individual. And um, not to say that it's so binary, not to say that it's like either or. But I noticed generally people either don't think of themselves in that way. They don't like to individualize their impact. And then other people, it's like very extreme far you know, far on either side of the spectrum. It's either like somebody's like, you know, um, they would take it and make it granular. They say my purpose as it pertains to what? My purpose for my child, my purpose for my work, my purpose for brushing my teeth. You know what I'm saying? And then on the other side of the spectrum, which I probably fall on is just thinking in general. Like, why am I individually here? What am I meant to do? you know, kind of like in a fairy tale kind of way, you know what I mean? (laughs) Not to get too childlike, but it's it's, it's just true. Like, I think all the fairy tales and allegories and things of fantastic magic are kind of born of that side of the spectrum. They're born of a creative belief that an individual might have a purpose before even actualizing it that justifies or um, kind of identifies why they are meant to be alive. It's a very interesting thing human beings do. You know? Um, my belief is that I do have a purpose. And it, it, it's it's complicated. You know? Like, I, I think, on one hand, a lot of my purpose deals with the things that are in close proximity to me. You know, and I'm given new purpose as my life progresses, meaning like I do want to take care of my family. I do feel like that is my purpose. I do want to take care of my child. That's a new purpose that has been placed on my my uh, my plate. I do want to um, grow individually and be the best that I can be. But even outside of that close proximity, uh, I think living a life. And maybe this is like a philosophical idealism. I don't know. But living a life where I am progressing toward being more net positive, being more help than hurt, more love than hate, more positive than negative, I feel like is my purpose. And I'm a grandiose individual, ladies and gentlemen. I am a grandiose fucking guy. I like to think big. I like to think humongous. And in my brain, it's not even that fucking big. My my big dreams, in my brain, I wake up every day and I'm like, what? I'm not in the fucking, you know what I'm saying? I'm not in the mansion yet? I'm not driving a Ferrari yet? Um, That's how my brain works. It's not very big. It's almost like, I don't know. It's like in my personal, I don't know if it's programming or in my DNA. It just feels like it must be, like it is the only way. Um, but with that being said, like just applying that grandiose sense of maybe my own personality to that philosophical idea of what my purpose is, I want to help more than I fucking hurt. It's impossible for me not to hurt. It is going to be impossible for me not to rub people the wrong way or to hurt people. I'm a human being. I don't think I'm a fucking God. I don't think that I'm, you know what I mean? I, but the, the thing that is in my heart that is like most true. And if you combine that with my delusions of grandeur, you know what I mean? I want to be a genie in a bottle. No, um, I hope that's clear. I hope that's clear to everybody. You know what I mean? I hope it's motherfucking clear. It's a beautiful thing, man. And I wish people could find that in their own life. I'm so gratified on a daily basis, being able to do this, to sit down and to talk and express myself because it elicits something that is inherent in me, a sense of freedom. It is an expression of something that if I didn't do this, uh, I'd still feel, I'd still feel free in my mind. I'd still feel free in my thought and free in my action. But the expression of it is like a sharing of it. And I, I, I hope that it inspires anybody that listens not from a point of like a pedestal once again, just you you can gain inspiration from anything you can go. I remember when I was living in Los Angeles, um one of the areas that I lived in I lived in um like south central just north of South central you could consider South central it was still the hood at this time. I didn't have fucking money, and I was living in twenty five hundred Hobart um in West adams, and I remember this area had a lot of gangs and there was poverty. And LA is very different than the way I grew up. In New York City, you have, it's like zones. It's like, it's already a dystopian fucking future. You're in one area in the Upper East Side. It is the most wealthy fucking area in America. And you just walk 20 blocks North. And it's where I grew up, East Harlem, which is like a fucking Batman comic. It's Gotham City, 100%. It's fucked up. That's how New York is. Los Angeles, a little bit different. Los Angeles, it could be one street, one avenue, one boulevard that is violent and fucking dangerous and then you go to another side and it's beautiful and it's peaceful and it's clean it's just weird like that it's just a different geographical monster and when i was living in that area i lived on a street that was kind of neutral it wasn't that bad and to the left of me that street was fucking horrible and to the right of me it was gorgeous and it was beautiful there was a church and a lot of wealthy people went to this church and it was a gorgeous view of downtown Los Angeles and the houses were nice. And it was like that juxtaposed vision that I existed in. And I remember going and driving home one day and I went on the, the, the street that was nice to the right of me to turn into uh, where I lived. And I saw somebody gardening. it. And I was like, man, that's beautiful, you know, just to upkeep the neighborhood and incorporate nature into your immediate environment. Always gorgeous. I love plants, everybody fucking loves plants. It's therapeutic if you don't like it. I don't know what's wrong with you. Um, And I remember that made an impact on me because a while later I drove on the side that was not so motherfucking nice, on the left side going into where I lived. And I saw somebody doing something very similar. And it inspired me. It made me have this thought that I had when I was younger. You grow up in the projects, you see an overwhelming amount of negativity, poverty, abject poverty, violence, um, madness, a lot of pain. You know, and the Bible describes gnashing of the teeth. This is what I experienced growing up. It's just people with no psychological vision to get out of their immediate circumstance, which is like fucking hellfire. It is pain, it's a lot of fucking pain, and I remember seeing from time and time again people who, for whatever reason, they was raised right or they was raised in a different environment or they got out psychologically and maybe not environmentally, they didn't move out of the projects, but they were living well in areas that were it was just so much negativity, you know their house was clean, their kids were well kept and educated and amongst what was like perceivably fucking hell. And I remember that, and that I, it, it brought me to that, what I was seeing in the moment in Los Angeles, when I was on the street that was not so fucking nice, and there's somebody who's trying and attempting to build this garden in an environment that is fucking... It's rough. It's fucking rough. It inspired the shit, the shit out of me. <clears throat> what, 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 why did I bring that up? Um, basically, I was just giving like a little anecdotal to express... What I wish for everybody. And it's not, a, I'm a grandiose guy. I, I do have dreams. I do have visions in my mind where society can be healed. And where, in America, at very least, you know, I'm not yet fucking plotted out how to save the goddamn world. But <clears throat> I do believe that this is applicable for every person, regardless of their circumstance. Just using the example of that kind of visual that I just expressed, where it's a street that's fucked up but somebody's trying to build that garden. They're trying to build something that would, it's an expression of health and more so freedom. And if you can find something, and I believe everybody can, where they can express their freedom on a daily basis, that means think what you think, unfettered, without the um, persuasive, the persuasion or the, it being mixed with the external world, meaning other people's opinions or what people say about you or uh, your external environment, believing that that is you. If you can find somewhere in a, in a, in a place, I'm not talking about a happy place, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about an expression. It doesn't have to be an art form, but could be. I think that works great. Uh, uh, somewhere to create an expression of individual freedom. I think everybody should fucking do that. I think everybody should fucking do that. And it comes with something. It comes with critique. It comes with humiliation. It comes with putting yourself out there. It comes with judgment. It comes with people with opposing opinions. And in 2023, it may feel like a fucking crime when you try to express your freedom individually. But you must. You must. It is To me, it's like... It's what has to be, you know? I think about that once again, like when I was in high school and I was walking around bothering the shit out of these people who were just trying to educate kids. What a fucking task that is. What a noble action that is to every day get up and try to teach young human beings who are all collectively fucking retarded. You know what I mean? (laughs) What a noble, righteous person that requires you to be and... I was just like fucking bothering to fuck at him with all these, these questions, asking him all these questions. And like thinking about that question, I think a question answers the question I was asking. Is that a motherfucking conundrum? When I'm asking somebody like, what is the purpose of life or what is the meaning of life? To me, I'm starting to understand that with another question. Like, why not? Question mark. Why not? Why not? Not why, but why fucking not? You know what I'm saying? I think that little shift is... It makes things a little bit more understandable. When you have a desire, when you have a want in your life, when you have a dream, instead of meditating on the whys, instead of focusing on any other question, you know, you can place where there is that why... Why not question mark? Uh, you know what I'm saying? You understand? what You you feel the vibe? You feel the vibe, ladies and gentlemen? Oh. here? Yeah. Listen, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to look for some synchronicities because I like doing it. I'm going to go read a couple stories on the nose. On the nose. On the nose. On the nose. Let's see. You know what I'm going to do? I'm gonna, I, I rarely do this, but... What I like that Google does is that they hired somebody to create a beautiful graphic almost every day where the Google bar, the Google logo should be, and they incorporate that trademark logo with some visual paying homage to somebody that died on that day or was born that day. Let's click it. Mario Molina, 80th birthday. Today's doodle celebrates Mexican chemist Mario Molina who helped discover, let's try to fucking read this, uh, chlorofluorocarbons, chlorofluorocarbons, CFCs. So he discovered that chlorofluorocarbons, tongue twister, can destroy Earth's ozone layer as well as the existence of the Antarctic ozone hole. Let's look up who the fuck this guy is. Mario Jose Molina Enriquez. What a motherfucking name, man. Known as Mario Molina was a Mexican chemist. He played a pivotal role in the discovery of the Antarctic ozone hole and was a co-recipient of the 1995 Nobel Prize in Chemistry for his role in discovering the threat to the Earth's ozone layer from the chloro They got a fucking... I'm just going to call it CFC. CFC gases. He was the first Mexican-born scientist to receive a Nobel Prize in Chemistry and the third Mexican-born person To receive a Nobel Prize Shout out to you bro They're saying it's his 80th birthday But they're paying honor to him 80th anniversary of his birth He passed away um, October 7, 2020 At the age of 77 In Mexico City I want to hear you know, Beside what he accomplished Because I think it'll tie in I can make this synchronistic I want to hear about his early life Because I always think about that When I think about a great man or a great woman Somebody who not only dreamed big, who had the balls, the metaphoric balls, when you go down to Wall Street and you see the bull and they got the he got the balls in between his legs, those big old brass iron balls to dream, to believe, to say, I'm gonna have the audacity to believe I can Beside that natural quality, which is already great, for people that actually actualize that potential, my you know, my question is always like, how did they grow up? And, and, you know, what was their early environment? In Mexico City, 1943, on March 19th, Mario Molina was born to Roberto Molina, Pasquale, and Lenore Enriquez. His father was a lawyer and diplomat who served as an ambassador to Ethiopia, Australia, and Philippines. His mother was a family manager. What does that mean? Stay at home, mom? Come on, son. I'm trying to be nice here. All right. Um, with considerably different interests than his parents, Mario Molina went out to make one of the biggest discoveries in environmental science. Mario Molina attended both elementary and primary school in Mexico. However, even uh, before even attending high school, Mario Mar- Molina, I'm calling him M.M., had developed a deep interest in chemistry as a child. He converted a bathroom in his home into his own Laboratory. Listen, if you're a parent out there and you have your children in the house running wild, let them explore their interest. They might be like Mario. So don't think they're playing in the toilet. They're trying to figure some shit out that's going to save us all. Esther Molina, Mario's aunt and an already established chemist, nurtured his interest and aided him in completing more complex chemistry experiments. Ladies and gentlemen, we, children need guidance. They need exposure to things. I was just talking about that. I grew up in a neighborhood that we didn't have that. And I saw some examples of people being able to overcome that and build their little fucking gardens. You get it? We need more of that. And I think America's trending toward more of that. At the time, Mario knew he wanted to pursue a career in chemistry. And at the age of 11, goddamn, he's a prodigy. He was sent to a boarding school in Switzerland, an institute auf dem Rosenberg, um... In Switzerland, where he learned to speak German. Before this, Mario had initially wanted to become a professional violinist. But his love for chemistry trumped, triumphed, excuse me, trumped, huh, trump, no, triumphed over that interest. At first, Mario was disappointed when he arrived at the boarding school in Switzerland due to the fact that most of his classmates did not have the same interest in science as he did. This is probably a common thread And people who accomplish great things, there's a lot of isolation involved. You will be in rooms, you will be in environments where people don't fucking get you. You might have an overwhelming, burning passion for something that they're just like, calm the fuck down. We're trying to sneak some weed after school. And I want this girl to blow me behind the bleachers. And this guy's over here with fucking test tubes. Molina's early character, uh, career consisted of research at various academic institutions. Molina went on to earn his bachelor's degree in chemical engineering at the National Autonomous University of Mexico (UNAM). You, you name it. In 1965, following this, Molina studied polymerization kinetics at the Albert Ludwig University of Freenberg, West Germany, for two years. Finally, he was accepted for graduate study at the University of California, Berkeley. After earning his doctorate, he made his way to UC Irvine. California, California. He then returned to Mexico where he kickstarted the first chemical engineering program at his alma mater. This was only the beginning of his chemistry endeavors. Ladies and gentlemen, this sounds like a guy who is extremely fortunate, but it's not only about the fortune. It is not only about the fortune. I think the most important factor into understanding why Mario, he, he's, he got on the path and he fulfilled his purpose and his individual purpose was to save us all in ways that I don't even know what he figured out. It was like, uh, what was the name of this? FC, what the fuck? Chemicals. Um, I should look at that part, but you, I'm a dreamer, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to hear about his belief. Uh, but he discovered that there was this. Uh, thing that was fucking up the ozone and that's going to save us all and what where would we be we would be ignorant to a problem impending doom something that would wipe us off the face of the fucking earth if this guy did not believe he believed he had other interests he wanted to be a violinist and he put that on the side because his heart told him this is your purpose and he went with it and god damn it, he filled his fucking purpose and passed away at a beautiful age of 77 years old, leaving a long-lasting legacy. Hopefully, with the diagnosis of what we're doing to this environment, we can then have somebody else that's born that can save us from this thing that was going to destroy us. Shouts out to Mario, but do you understand what I'm saying? It all starts with the fucking belief. It all starts with the belief. I want to say, and I think most people would agree... Mario probably had people who disagreed with him. You just had that little anecdotal excerpt from his childhood uh, description, his early life, where he was, he was, his heart was broken. He went into the school in Switzerland. Nobody gave a fuck. Nobody gave a fuck about science. He was isolated. You have to overcome that. You have to believe what you believe, and you have to be convicted. There has to be conviction. Where's the conviction nowadays? Where's the people who are obsessed, the people who know and the people who are laying it on the fucking line? Mario did. Shout out to motherfucking Morris. I'm calling it Super Mario Day, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you got the point. I hope you enjoyed this. Um, A larger part of me doesn't hope because I know you did. And you're going to come back for more, baby. You're going to come back for more, baby. It's like I'm selling crack on the corner and I gave you a little freebie taste test. And you're like, this is the best crack I ever smoked and you're going to be back. For anybody who's going continue listening to Nothing Important Podcast, I want to thank you sincerely. Continue listening. Do me a favor. Go on to the Instagram. Like the posts. Like the reels. Until next time.